Creature Podcast Engaged. And welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I'm Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, with another new guest, we are watching episode 43 of Fatariwa, Extremely Shaken Up, My Feelings for Fuji P. You forgot the senpai part. There's, I mean, I'm just reading what... Uh, okay, see, that throws me, me off because I use the Wikipedia <laughs> listing. <laughs> Anyways, it's also known as Fergie's birthday brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible name. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I need to know. There is not a single brouhaha in this episode. <laughs> One could say the feeling of this episode is kind of the opposite of a brouhaha. Yes. And that new voice you just heard is our guest. Please introduce yourself. I'm just a passing by podcast host, Anna. <laughs> so I guess this is the world of Precure Podcast Engage, a podcast where two hosts that neither of them are me watch all of the Pretty Cure franchise, including Ben 10. Yes, Ben 10 is now a part of the Pretty Cure universe. Also, just so you know, if you have any like hardcore common writer fans in your audience, my introduction just slayed all of them. I hope I hope they all know that. I know exactly one person who watches Common Writer, but I don't know if he actually listens to this show. He was on it twice. But I don't think he listens to the show. Wait, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Jeremy. Jeremy does listen to this show. I, I remember him telling me that he was catching up on it and how every time he heard us plugging Apex City, he would get really happy. I don't know if he still oh, does. Well, I hope he's ready to hear that approximately <laughs> 52 times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he better listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. Welcome. Uh, it's my honor. Like, I've honestly been a fan of y'all for a while. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sort of, like, blushing here from excitement. Oh, no. Yeah, I started listening to y'all, like, February-ish. Oh. Like, I, I, I remember, um, I remember they had, we had, you hadn't gotten very far into Ben 10 yet. And the uh, original, the, you're you're like almost halfway through the first season. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And uh, the original, you know, the superior bad guys were still uh, were still in the uh, show, and yes. not Juna Regine and Belzee Gertrude. Yes. What amazing names! I'm glad you know them because we constantly forget what their names are. I've only remembered the name of one of them. And that is Belze. I think you're the first guest to come on. Me, not, not, not the first guest who's listened to our podcast, but the first person who's like talked about listening to our podcast. Here's a fun fact. I've been podcasting for nearly three years at this point, And I have never once considered the fact that I might have someone who is a fan of my work. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think 
we just throw this podcast out into the void, and I guess people listen to it, but like, I have no way to know. I mean, you are the premier Pretty Cure podcast on the internet. That's this is true. true. <laughs> There's no one out there doing this anymore. And certainly no one that does it better. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was planning on doing a Pretty Cure podcast, but my podcasting partner wanted to do the podcast we're doing now instead, and I also wanted to do mm. that, so I decided not to encroach on your forbidden territory. But you are a guest on our podcast, so that kind of counts as doing a Pretty Crow podcast. Yep. And you're always welcome back. Oh, I, I will be requesting to guest as often as possible during Splash Stars. <laughs> like, I, I think I mentioned this to you like when we first started talking that... At first, I was planning on waiting until y'all got to Splash Stars asked a guest because it's one of my favorite seasons, even though I'm not that far into it. But then I realized that was like literal years off. Yes, it's well, it's going to be even more years off because uh, we've mentioned this on the podcast, but we're not going in order. We're going to finish Max Heart and then we're just going to start jumping around. Yeah. Splash Stars is so good. Somehow it's like even gayer than uh, Futariwa. Hmm. I'm excited to find out more about that, but I think we were going to need. I want to jump to see a more modern thing before we get to the one that is just basically more of the same, but maybe better. Yeah, that that's honestly fair. Uh, I would. Yeah. I. I was about to recommend which one, but then I realized. Wait, hold up. We're still recording a podcast. So, <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, um, we are, I have some questions for you, and I can ask my second set of questions instead of my first set of questions because you have watched Pretty True before. Yes, I am what is known as a fan. Uh, it's always nice to have, as much as I love guests coming on who have never seen Pretty True and just listening to their experience going through the episode. <laughs> how wild the show can get it's very nice to have other fans who have watched pretty cure so what would you say your favorite season is so i instinctively want to say splash stars but i think uh the one the one that's known as uh, glitter force on netflix i think it's uh smile party is what it's called yeah i think it's smile uh yeah just smile pretty cure because that was the first season I watched in its entirety, and it's just very good. I'm excited for that one, because then I can just start taking notes on the dub and make Charlie mad, probably. <laughs> oh, the dub is so <laughs> good. The, the dub is honestly the best. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I could watch the dub. At least we'd have... A, do they use English titles, or do they keep the original Japanese... Uh, I know they do not keep the original Japanese, but I don't know if they have titles or if they're just labeled episode number whatever. I'm gonna let me just do a Wikipedia search for Smile Creek here. Uh, I'm just looking it up on Netflix. Yes, they are in fact uh, labeled in uh, English. Unfortunately, none of them are pretty funny outside of uh, out of context, so I can't just give you a random one because they're all just regular episode names. I mean, the second one is called Kelsey Gets a Makeover. There's no Fergie's birthday poo ha ha. <laughs> no, we, we don't get the perfect title that is Fergie's birthday brouhaha. <laughs> Why do they name it that? 
Because it, because because it's Sean Fergus Ferguson's birthday. I know, but I just why Ruhaha? Why? Hey, one of the episodes gets stick or gets skipped. Oh, uh, a handful of them are unfortunately because uh, that one was when they went to uh, Cure Breeze's grandma's house, which was a traditional Japanese estate, and they didn't want to have to bother doing explaining that. In uh, Glitter mm. Force Doki Doki, the other dub season, they skipped like uh, 13 episodes maybe because a lot of them were just filled with uh, Japanese culture, which results in a lot of funny uh, sort of uh, cuts. I don't understand why when people dub anime, they try and make it American and try and pretend that these characters are not in Japan. Eat your hamburger, <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. Uh, my next question is, who is your favorite pretty cure? That would be uh, Lisa from, uh, I'm sorry, not L- Lisa, Lily, Cure Peace slash Glitter Peace from Glitter Force. Uh, she's nice. known in Japan. She's a yoi kisei. She's a giant tokusatsu, like a- an anime nerd, which is what I am. And she's also super introverted. She's really awesome. Nice. She sounds pretty cool. Yeah. What else do I ask? Am I a cure black or a cure white? Yes, that is an important question. Yeah, I, Who is I, your favorite? Yeah, I'm the number one pre-cure podcast engaged fan, so I know what questions you're going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I know this podcast better than you two do. I'm, I'm, That's I'm the, probably true. I'm the podcast host now. You guys are my co-hosts. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Cassidy, Charlie, which one are you? Cure black or cure white? Well, we did a Twitter poll. I'm Cure Black. <laughs> I'm Cure White. That's what they said. That's what the fans said. Uh, the, I don't... <laughs> the people have spoken. Listen, I feel like I won't like Cure Black and Cassie is more like Cure White, but... This poor... is probably true. <laughs> uh, of the two, I actually have a hard time deciding because... In school, I was both founding member of the robotics club and captain of our state championship contender swim team. So I am both nerd and jock. Oh. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's... I I guess I'd say probably Honoka because I, like, am kind of reserved when I'm not being ten times more extra on a podcast, so... I guess I am a Cure White. Yes, we have another Cure White fan for, for like our 50 Cure Black fans. <laughs> I should go back and see how many people have said Cure White because it's been like, yeah, at least. It's been four. I'm people. pretty sure it's three. It's four yeah. now. Four? Four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was just a wild guess, by the way. I feel right. like I mean, it's... I'll take your word for it. No, like, and if, it's not, if it's not true, then uh, I'll just get someone else to say it so it becomes true. <laughs> we do have two more guests coming up, so who knows what they're going to say. I can't predict who their favorites will be. I could probably predict one of them. Yeah? Yeah, I think we're going to get another Cure White. Oh, you know what? You say that and I feel like it's true. But we're not talking about that future episode with that future guest. We are talking about <laughs> Perky's birthday, Bruhaha. 
this episode was good. It, uh, it, it, it was weirdly queer for something about uh, Nagisa like having a suit major crush on uh, Fuji P, like truly a bi icon. Like mo- yes. most, yeah. yeah, most of that was honestly on Hanukkah's side because damn, that's some hardcore pining right there and like letting your beloved be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by, by, by the way, um, earlier this week, uh, I, you know, messaged Charlie, you know, confirming the, you know, episode and the time, the episode that we were watching and the time we were recording. Yes. And uh, I was informed that we were watching 43 instead of 42. However, the next day I watched 42 and I was like, all right, yeah, this is the episode that I'm going to be recording on. So I... T- I loved it. I, t- I wrote an entire paragraph about the metaphor of the parrot. And then I went back to our Twitter conversation and it was, <sighs> and I saw, oh no, it's the next episode. So I don't get the plot heavy episode where I can like do my like English lit stuff. Not even an English lit major. Don't know why I said that. But like, instead of being able to analyze and talk about how the symbology of the parrot is literally perfect. I instead got Fergie's birthday boo-ha-ha. Okay, so we did spend most of that episode explaining Pretty here, because we did have an unfamiliar guest. Yes. I do absolutely need to hear about this parrot. Me okay. too. <laughs> okay, so, the parrot being released... By the way, uh, I'm just going to read from my uh, notes that I put out, so sorry if it sounds a little robotic, but I can't do this Go off right the head, because... So the parrot being released from the cage and ending up in the same trap as Honoka before the before returning to the Gertrude's house is genius. Uh, by the way, I refer to the bad guy's place as the Gertrude house, just because why not? Mm-hmm. The parrot represents them being stuck in the cage, obvious, from being let out as Belze speaks about breaking free. However, it goes deeper than that. The parrot itself returns to the cage at the end of the episode, showing that despite them speaking of being free, the Gertrudes are still doing what they are made for. Not to, not to mention that the bird is a parrot, something that can only repeat what is to- told. As a result, they are just parroting the actions of the Jakku king, despite claiming to be breaking out on their own. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. This is good content. I love yes. to hear it. Damn, I mean, <laughs> that's deeper than anything we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, we just get on TV tropes and read about fandom wikis. Okay, so I am, ma- I am mad at you. I am mad at you for getting on TV tropes because you stole my thunder. All right? Oh. Do you want to know why I had a common writer reference for my uh, intro? It's not, it's not just because I'm the biggest common writer fan in the, in the West. It's also because I plan to bring some dope-ass trivia about uh, Yoko Hano. Hold up. What's Yoko Hona, the the voice actress for uh, Nagisa. I was going to, you know, bring in some hot facts about how she used to be a child star on Kamen Rider Black, and now she's Cure Black. (laughs) Instead, (laughs) instead, (laughs) instead, like five five or six hours ago, like I'm I'm goddamn painting an apartment because that's my life now, listening to you guys. And then, then I hear, then I, then I hear you, Cassidy, say, "Oh, all right, I'm on, I'm on the uh, TV tropes page," and then you go to WMG, the wild mass guessing part. And I'm like, "No, no, no, don't, don't, don't!" 
And then you say, oh, hey, Nagisa's voice actress used to be an actor in Kamen Rider Black. So do you know how mad I was? Do you know how mad I was? I can't imagine. I, I was excited. I've had... I've had the TV Tropes page for Yoko Hona, her voice actress, open so I could also pop in some fun other Yoko Hona facts. And instead, <laughs> it's been open an entire week, Cassidy. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good to know. Uh, by the way, she was also Gwen Stacy in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man uh, Japanese dubs. Oh, good. I love that. I love that movie a lot. So I'm excited now. I see you're also a woman of culture. She was also Allison in... Well, okay, that was a part of my body I did not want to experience. Anyways, she was also Allison in Pretty Little Liars, one of the most insane TV shows in the history of existence. Oh. She was Silk Spectre 2, the main female lead in Watchmen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she was June Osborne slash Alfred in The Handmaiden's Tale. Interesting. And, uh, that's basically the only thing I feel really matters. Oh, she played Atomic Betty in Atomic Betty, that Cartoon Network show. Yeah, I am familiar with Atomic Betty. Uh, so that's everything that isn't just like random anime. Wait, hold up. She was in... Okay, she was also in Mobile Suit Gundam Zero Zero. Mm. Double Zeros. However, her... One of her, her star-making role, however, was in fact Pretty Cure. So how about we talk about that and not how angry I am at half of this podcast. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man because I put that DVD in my computer immediately after I built it and I still have not rewatched it. But I just like knowing that it's there. Cassidy. It's a good movie. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Like... Even though the second one kind of stumbles a bit, I think if the, it was honestly, it just needed to be edited better because they're as it is now, it's like a B movie. But if it was properly edited, I think it would have been an A. Y'all, we're twenty minutes into this podcast. We have to talk about the episode. Okay, look, right. I said I wasn't going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. I have to talk about something. I will talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. All right. Let's let's wait. Let's wait. <laughs> let's right. get some way into this episode first before we start going off topic. Okay. Please we lead us. <laughs> we, <laughs> we start the episode with Nagisa watching Fuji P do some soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's making some faces as he does good and bad. Uh, <laughs> and Honoka comes over to tease her about it, being like, "You're making some pretty interesting faces." And Nagisa is just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to go to my own practice. Goodbye. Because <laughs> Nagisa yeah. cannot confront her feelings. Uh, by the way, when uh, when she saw, you know, Fuji P, you know, sort of messing up a little, one could say that uh, he was caught sleeping, which is a piece of football sling. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh. I, as soon as we brought up soccer, I was like, man, I don't have any good soccer slang to bust out here. <laughs> First of all, it's football, but also don't worry, I've got it. Hmm. Honoka is confused why Nagisa just doesn't confess to Fuji P. Uh, Honoka, Nagisa is a middle school girl. Of course, she's not going to confess her feelings to someone. Okay, I have. I w- I have literally been Nagisa in this situation, 
when I was in like seventh grade, there was this girl, uh, Diana, and I liked her so much that I decided to express that by intently staring at her during speech class. Eventually, she asked one of her friends to talk to me and be like, hey, do you like Diana? Would you like to know how I responded? I said, no, I don't. I said, no, I don't. And then I refused to look at her again for the rest of our time at school together. And that was the end of my theoretical romance. It's okay. Uh, When I was in seventh grade, I liked this boy. And I told my friends and they're like, oh, do you want help? You want us to talk to him for you and help you, you know, date him? And I'm like, no, it's fine. And then nothing ever came of it. And one of those people ended up dating him. So, you know. Uh, so the, uh, whatever the one-off character's name was to your Nagisa. Yes. Uh, Yue, that is her name. Uh, we see her in this scene, uh, as Nagisa runs off. Yue is also watching from the fence this soccer game. Yeah, she is there for a split second. It's, it would be very easy to miss if you were, say, taking notes. <laughs> I didn't miss, but it was very short. I always pause when I take notes. So I don't miss anything. I always have to pause and rewind anyways, because I cannot pay attention to anything ever. So every episode takes me like an episode and a half to actually watch. And that's even without taking notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then cut to the school where, well, I mean, we're already at the school, but like inside the school where the vice principal is announcing the winner of the school singing competition. Which apparently is a thing that just showed up. I mean, we are... I mean, it's only the school singing competition. Have you not been paying attention to the show? It's been the biggest <laughs> plot line since, like, episode 20. Yeah, if they don't win the singing competition, they're going to close down the Glee Club. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why Mr. Schuster did that uncomfortably sexy dance in front of these high schoolers. Oh my god. I've still only watched the one episode of Glee. You don't need to watch more. It's a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really planning on it. Thank God. Uh, while they are waiting to hear the winner of this singing competition, we get some Nagisa flashbacks where she's talking about last episode. She talks about the thing we were supposed to learn from last episode, but it feels like it's different like, what she's saying is different than what she said last episode? Yeah, it's definitely different from what she said last time, but I do have it written down. <laughs> yes. What's most important is your own heart that treasures your feelings for the person who's most important to you. And being honest about what's in your heart. After all, that's what you are. And the entire time it's saying that is showing Nagisa, Nagisa reuniting with Honoka. Yes, well, and then she looks over at Honoka and they smile at each other, so you know. So, uh, uh, so that's not what she said last time, so I don't know why it suddenly changed. As she's 12, she's allowed to change her mind. Oh, well, actually, uh, f- so I've been having a future guest send me information about uh, Pretty Cure in Japanese culture, and apparently they're probably about 14 currently. Yeah, I was just making a joke, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's hard for me to pick up on jokes sometimes. It's all right. Uh my family nickname is the robot because whenever I make jokes, I always have the same tone of voice. So I'll just be talking like this while making a joke. And then everybody actually thinks that my uncle died. No. <laughs> yes, I can be literal minded 
but uh, <laughs> which makes people get mad at me because then I'm like, oh, you were joking. I understand now. Yes. And then we learned that the Sakura class is the winner, which is the class that, you know, Nagasa and Honoka are in. I guess we're going to be seeing this, like this uh, end of the year singing competition for middle school's episode 45, because I know that's the choir episode. I looked ahead on episode titles, and I'm pretty sure one of them is just, Behold, the amazing singing competition, or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's 45, because that's the one Christina's coming on, and I specifically wanted her for the choir episode. <laughs> we then see... Why did I like this? Uh, <laughs> even in my notes, I have mixed up Horika and Nagisa. <laughs> Which is well, I mean, that, that's what happened. That's what happens with soulmates. They're so close, both <laughs> physically and spiritually. Sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. It's like they're one soul in two bodies. Yes, it's true. Uh, but Nagisa runs over to the classmate Yue, who is the girl from the start of the episode, and like knocks her over. She like hits her in the back. <laughs> And Nagisa, like, helps her up and asks if she's having an okay day because we get a flashback to, like, Nagisa doing this and then Yue immediately doing it back to her. <laughs> yeah, they're roughhousing best friends, even though we've never seen her before. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, that's a very jock thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Is Yue on a sports team? We've seen her watch soccer, but... I mean, I assume she was, like, on the uh, lacrosse team, just chilling, like... We weren't able to see her because her character wasn't invented yet, but I assume she's a lacrosse friend. Like, I don't know yeah. why. That's just sort of my headcanon. I mean, everyone that Nice is friends with outside of Honoka are on her lacrosse team, so <laughs> it makes sense. But we... So... Ugh. So Naxa asks, like, what's up? And Yue pulls her aside and is like, hey, you know, you went to that farm several episodes ago. The, uh, the very good farm episode that everyone loves. Uh, <laughs> you might even say, like, seven bad guys ago. <laughs> uh, she, she asks about this because she uh, asks if Nike says close to Fuji P because Fuji P's birthday is coming up and she wants to get him a gift. And then she reveals that she also likes that boy. Mm. I mean, Sean dun, dun, Fergie dun. Ferguson is the hottest boy in school, so... <laughs> You know what? There's nothing to... What's the word I'm looking for? I think it's contradict. Yes, it is contradict. Uh, but that's it. That's all we get for this that scene, because it's time for some darkness. Yeah, back with the Gertrudes. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Jakku King is uh, chastising the Chiyo because they still haven't gotten the power of the stones yet, and he kind of needs them, you know. Because even though he is the source of the power of annihilation, he's not an exception to its power. It's still killing him. Which, God, that just must suck so badly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, imagine being allergic to your own blood. Like, it'd be like that. I feel like that's a thing that can happen. And I'm sure it's a living hell. Probably. Probably not a fun time. Can you be allergic to your own blood? Uh, okay, so... <clears throat> if the recipient's immune system attacks the red... Okay, no, that's... Uh, this is about rejecting donors. 
uh, okay, health, how stuff works. Now, I know if you get the wrong donor blood, it could be bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so immune hemolytic anemia. Uh, okay, so immune hemolytic anemia is basically being allergic to one's own blood. God damn it. Why won't you copy and paste? Okay, this website doesn't let me copy and paste. Oh, Weird. That's weird. Uh, it's one of those uh, medical things. They probably don't want me to steal their medical paper. Mm. Okay, so basically your body thinks your red blood cells are invaders slash bacteria slash viruses. So it's basically killing itself constantly. So it, oh, no. So uh, it leaves you... Uh, okay, uh, symptoms are... Okay, symptoms are low-grade fever, weakness and tiredness, difficulty breathing and concentrating, paleness, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, yellowing skin or jaundice, dark urine, muscle pain, headaches, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, lightheadedness when standing up, difficulty breathing, a sore tongue, and heart palpitations or rapid heartbeat. So, if, any of, you at, if any of you at home are experiencing any of those symptoms at home... You either have autoimmune hemolytic anemia or you are the Jakku King and the source of the power <laughs> of destruction and as a result are dying due to your inability to create. But only if you're experiencing it at home. If you experience it elsewhere, then it might be something else entirely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I am mean- editing this podcast. Uh, I do want to mention that during the Dark Dude talking to them, he sort of like implies that he knows that they're trying to, like, overthrow him. Yes. Yeah, it does definitely seems that way. Uh, he makes a comment saying that he's the only one in the world of darkness who is suited to the power of creation is him, because he is the darkness. So, better watch yourselves. Although, to be fair, the Gertrudes kind of hold all the power in this relationship. Because the Jakku King is still locked inside a volcano. Like, what is that guy going to do? Like, <laughs> if, if they wanted to, they could stop being evil, ask the Precures to, like, give them real boy bodies with the, with the power of creation, and then, like, I don't know, like, go work at a movie theater or something. Well, they, they did have jobs. <laughs> they did have jobs. Well, did the lady have a job? We didn't see it. I like, to, I like to think she had an entire family and that one day she just oh, no. jumped into a volcano and now she's evil and dating Akane. <laughs> By the way, you got me to ship these two characters that have never <laughs> appeared on screen together and have never gotten more than like 30 feet close to each other. So thank you for no, that. They were both on screen together and that's why I started shipping them. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I thought she was just near the... Uh, Okanamiyaki stand. I didn't realize she went up to the counter. No, so yeah, Akane I, I, called her over, and then when she got up there, she looked so sad and confused that Akane was like, oh no, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Sorry, I'm a fake fan. I've actually never seen Pretty Cure or listened to your podcast. How could you lie to us? I'm just, I I'm just incredibly good at guessing. <laughs> Impeccably good. You even guessed what I said that one time that you were going to say already. <laughs> oh yeah, that's also partially my psychic powers at work. Damn. <sighs> so we get 
anyways, there's a scene in the mansion, but literally none of it stuck in my brain while I was watching it actively. So, so I couldn't write any of it down. We start with the butler, Zakeda, is making food. Well, the short one's making food. The tall one is eating them. Not eating the short one, eating the food that has been made for these uh, evil people. You know, because darkness, mm-hmm. beings of darkness don't need to eat, I think. Uh, well, I mean, okay, well, we know they brush their teeth. And the only reason true. you brush your teeth is if they get dirty. So they must have ingested some form of substance. We've seen them eat a meal together. That's okay, true. I, I admit I did take the long way around to get to that. But do they need to eat or do they just eat because they were once human and they feel that they have to? Well, okay, think of it this way. If they are also being destroyed by the power of annihilation, by putting things in their body, it may take <laughs> it longer to kill them. Uh, the, the, there actually used to be four of the Gertrudes, but one of them just didn't eat and died off screen. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We get some more. We also get the uh, doctor man, uh, Belze, being more cryptid because the tall man uh, is like. Uh, Juna. Oh, Juna, yes. Or He's Mr. Like, oh. Gertrude, if you're being polite. <laughs> Never for this man. <laughs> Listen, that. That, that, this man has rippling pectorals, and I will no, not. I hate sta- it. I will not stand for disrespect. That, I hate his muscles so much. This guy never skipped a single day of chest day, and now he can shoot like wind laser beams out of his chest. And if that is not just the optimal like human body, I don't know what is. I, I still feel it. like they changed his human mode since the first time he showed up, but I have no evidence. I haven't gone back to check. He but did. I remember him looking a lot different in that first episode. He was a fair amount skinnier. They like filled him out a bit. Like he's a bit more. He's not beefy, but he's a bit stonkier. Hmm. Mm. Yes, uh, Juna is wondering if they're doing the right thing. And God, oh, Jean, yes. Says, like, how she always cringes in front of the Jakku King. And he's like, oh, well, do you think he knows? And she's like, I don't know. But Belize is like, it's fine. We're gonna get this for us. Like, the plan hasn't changed. We are no longer the same. And they're like, what does that mean? He's like, I'm not gonna tell you (laughs) what that means. Because I don't tell you anything. (laughs) Why doesn't Belize just (laughs) explain anything? Because he's lying to get them to do it anyways. He has no idea what's going on. Like, internal, his internal monologue is just like a fuck, 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 fuck. Just constantly repeated as he tries to figure out what to actually do. He's a good leader because he can put on a brave face and pretend like he knows what's going on. I mean, although they, they do have a pretty solid plan. Find the baby, kill it, put the blood in the stones, or however that works. Yeah, um, but yeah, back at the school, Yui and Nagisa are like, oh, let's go talk to Honoka about that boy and what he likes. Uh, they, they do approach Honoka, because Honoka is that boy's childhood friend. Honoka notices that Nagisa looks kind of upset about this, but like, you know, Nagisa, she wants to do this for her friend. <laughs> we get uh, some... And according to Honoka, Fuji P really is just a soccer boy. Just like one of the people I went to high school with. Yeah. That's number one and only interest is football. 
listen, <laughs> you know. You could call him a total football. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, maybe I'll buy a ball. Also, I'm... Or... Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, by the way, going through this, one of the... Uh... One of the slang terms was coined by someone named Ferguson. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, so I think Fergie's been on uh, Goal.com. Maybe. Perhaps. Yes, he is a soccer boy. You're always like, oh, maybe we'll get him a ball or, you know, some new shoes. And Nice is like, oh, that's kind of expensive. And then Honoka's like, listen, as long as it comes from the heart, he'll be happy with that. That's the kind of guy he is. So Yue just takes off to go figure out what she's going to be making. Uh, and then we have... What the... What is happening with my notes? Uh, we have Honoka try and, like, stop Nagisa and ask her about, like, oh, why are you helping out? Nagisa was like, it's only natural to help a friend. And before Honoka can really say anything else about this, <laughs> Nagisa just takes off. She takes off a lot during this episode. <laughs> You know, it looks like someone didn't internalize the apparent lesson of last episode of staying true to your heart. It's, yes. It's not often that you learn a lesson last episode, and then when you recap it the next episode, you completely change the lesson and then also ignore it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she says the lesson, she looks at Honika and is like, but I can't be honest about those feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like, well, I'll, I, I can neither handle my crisis of sexuality or my crisis of Ferguson, so I'm just going to <laughs> chill out and deny everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see Nagisa and Yue watch the soccer boys, and Fuji P is on the bench spraying his ankle because he twisted it. Yeah, you, one could say he had a bit of a knock. <laughs> Which is a small injury. Yes. Uh, that boy, that other boy, the one who... I'm pretty sure this is the one who took Nagisa on the date. Okay, that that boy's name is Kimata. Yes. We don't need these boys' names. They're not important. (laughs) Please. Some guy. Some guy, you're right. I'm sorry, how could I forget? He's some guy. (laughs) He's the one who who tells them. uh, And how this kind of injury is, like, common in soccer, so... Fuji P will be fine, uh, but he might not be able to heal before the next game. Uh, next episode, it'll turn out he tore his ACL and will never walk properly again. Oh, no. Sorry, I tend to take things to dark places because that's just where my comedic senses lie. That's why he's not in Max Art. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's uh, doing uh, physical therapy with Ryuji. That's a Persona 5 reference. I'm obsessed with oh. that game. Yes. It took me a moment. When you said Persona 5, I'm like, ah, yes. I, I was not- going to make a joke, but I can't talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> d- DM me the joke and I'll make it for you. I never made that promise. It was less of a joke than me just trying to be talking about the, the Sega DLC for Sonic Forces. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Is Sean Fergie Ferguson part of the DLC? Yes. He could be. I mean, that man, can, that, that boy can run. Could run. I mean, he used to be able to run before he tore his ACL. <laughs> How is he with a grappling hook? Anyways, moving on. Can't, can't do this. Not allowed. No. Uh, <laughs> so Nagisa starts muttering about, like, getting an amulet? 
as a way to like heal him so he'll Making win the it. game. It's a good luck charm. Yeah, a good luck charm. Uh, Wait, anyway. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, did you say ambulance or ambulance? <laughs> ambulance. I heard ambulance and I was like, wait, did I just miss the funniest <laughs> joke in Pretty Care? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Like, imagine if it's like, oh no, he hurt his leg. What if I build an ambulance? An ambulance. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go above and beyond for your crush. <laughs> UA overhears this and is like, oh! Amulet, great idea, Nagisa, and she ticks off. And Honoka appears, and she's like, listen, I want to help you. You know, I want, like, you can't just keep running from your feelings. You gotta confront them, or else they're just gonna hurt you. And Nagisa's like, yes, I know, okay? I understand. If I don't do anything, it's gonna be awful. And then she just runs off again. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, I know I have to do something, but I can't do anything. (laughs) To be fair to this 10-year-old, like, that's kind of the exact same reaction I have whenever anyone expects me to do anything. Talking about feelings is hard. Mm -hmm. It was very funny. Thank you. Well, I was, it was a joke, but like how it took me so long to tell Cassidy how I felt, so I understand. Yeah, I was, I could barely hear what you said, so I was just talking out my butt because I didn't want you to feel bad. I did not hear what your joke was. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm going to cut all this out so no one has to listen to this. Yep, cut, cut, just cut out the entire episode. This thing can just... <laughs> episode 43 can just be skipped. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot of good... We got a, like a pretty good 20 minutes at the beginning. That's true. We could probably just put that out. <laughs> Uh, then uh, something that's very funny to me happens where we cut to Nagisa sitting, uh, on, like, this grassy field, and then she just, she thinks about the scene that just happened. We flash back to, like, a minute ago. Like, was there a commercial break in between there? Like, maybe, like, maybe the, maybe Toei didn't expect these, like, children watching to have short or long-term memory. Oh, it's like when you're five minutes after an event happened and you're like, oh, no, that would have been a good comeback. <laughs> you mean every waking moment of my entire life? Yes. Uh, yes, you personally. <laughs> I can only speak of my own experience, Cassidy. I cannot speak for anyone else. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was specifically calling you out. Yes. <laughs> That's very rude for someone you met less than an hour ago. I think we might have a little bit of beef right now. Oh no. There's no beef on this podcast. Mm. Mm. Mm, yeah. I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember if there's been any cows in any of these episodes. <laughs> Was there a cow in the farm episode? I don't think I don't so. Remember. Like there were giant bugs. Yeah, you know, a big centipede. I think, I think the farm was more like vegetables and stuff instead of like livestock yeah all right so yeah this is the first beef on this podcast <laughs> that's that cannot be true i could have there is no way i haven't started a beef with someone else on this podcast i mean you did have an entire episode where you fought jeremy <laughs> no i mean like specifically saying that i have beef with someone oh hmm all right, i I'll, definitely would have done that as a joke i'll, I'll just re-listen to the entirety of your podcast <laughs> and get back to you
Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I spend Appreciate 90% it. of my days painting apartments. I have time to listen to podcasts. Mm, mood. Mm. So, she's at this field, and she thinks about what she just said, and she realizes that she shouldn't take it out on Honoka. She looks, Honoka's only trying to help her. And uh, <laughs> Meeple starts, like, he's about to say something to Nagisa, but he's unable to because... Who should appear but that boy? Uh, much to Nagisa's... You, you mean Kimada? Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the joke. Oh, sorry, what? I don't understand your joke. Uh, Kimada's the name of that, uh, that guy. Oh, or yeah. Some guy. Some guy. Sorry, I heard Himata. I'm like, who's Himata? <laughs> my ears are not working. Yeah, it's fine. My voice isn't working either. Ah. No, it's not some guy. It's that boy. He is here now. Uh, Nagus is very, like, what's the word? Not upset. She's, like... Flustered? Yes. Because she mm. wasn't expecting to see him, of course. She sees that the the bandage that's around his... Because he's, like, he... <laughs> he... <laughs> Why can't I speak? Because we've already recorded the full runtime of a regular Pretty Cure episode. Oh, we did. Or pre-pod episode, rather. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's good. <laughs> she sees the bandage on his ankle because he sits down next to her. He's like, oh no, I'll be fine. And he continues to say, like, you know, if there's something, if there's something bothering you, you know, you can talk to me. And I says, like, no, it has nothing to do with you, even though it, it has 100% has to do with him. <laughs> There is not a single part of this situation from any angle that does not involve Fuji-P. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she's not able to say this. She kind of snaps at him, and she's like, oh no, he's gonna hate me now. But he doesn't. He uh, puts his muffler on her and uh, walks off. And she just starts crying. Is there a difference between a muffler and a scarf? Uh, mufflers are cooler. So if you if someone cool is wearing it, it's a muffler. But if someone lame is wearing it, it's a scarf. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah, uh, partway through uh, Ferguson's uh, Fergie's birthday boo-ha-ha, Nagisa just cries at the riverbed out of not being able yes. to accept her own feelings. So that's a real boo-ha-ha. Oh my god. Fergie's birthday boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> Okay, your joke is infinitely better. <laughs> it's okay, I got to listen to your joke and think about one. I had the advantage. So, we go to Honoka's house, where she's writing in the, uh, pretty cure journal uh, that they were given by, uh, Wisdom all that time ago. Mm-hmm. She wants to help, Ho not Honoka, I, I... It's the first time this episode I accidentally said the wrong name. Help me, help me, help you. Well, I mean, <laughs> to help others first, you must help yourself. <laughs> she thinks about how Nagsa has always been there for her, always by her side to help her with her problems. We see, like, the bank episode, which was Honoka's birthday, the, uh, Tessard kidnapping Honoka, and then we see Kyria leaving while uh, Nagsa hoes Honoka. She's like, I want to be able to do that for her. It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we get a return of the Meepo Meepo love tester. Yes. Poland and Meepo's uh, love score is not good. It's not good at all. Which makes sense. Yes. <laughs> 
they are very much like Tom and Jerry rivals most of the time. They start blaming each other that their love score is so low. But like, just listen to the things you you always yelling at at Poland, Weevil. <laughs> Poland takes it and runs over to. <laughs> this scene was also kind of funny because Poland runs over to Nagisa, who's like has the blanket over her head. He's like, "Oh, let's play, let's play." Oh, she's asleep. You know, I could also go to sleep. <laughs> just goes immediately from "Let's play" to "Yeah, I could take a nap." That is what I think. That's the thing you're supposed to do with puppies. <laughs> I think if you show a puppy that you're going to sleep, the puppy will also go to sleep. I think I'm thinking of the right thing. I have no way to tell you if you are correct or wrong. I will believe you, though. But Meatball's like, oh, she's definitely just faking it. And he, like, su- starts to suffocate her. <laughs> he, like, jumps on her head. Finally, he's showing his true colors. He will steal the prism stones for himself and become the true Jakku king. Oh, no. <laughs> Nagisa does, like, throw the blanket off and yells at Meeple. But Meeple's like, listen, I just want you to be- You should just be honest about your feelings, like, come on. And this finally motivates Nagisa to be like, yeah, alright, I'll make him a present. You know, I can do this. Uh, so she chooses to write him a letter. And it takes her all night to write this letter, despite the fact that there's, like, only a couple of lines. To be fair, Nagisa is mad dumb, so- it, and it's like, it's one of those things where no matter what you write, if you're writing for someone that you really, really care for, you're always going to feel like you're not writing the right thing. So she probably did just rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and eventually was like, I can get two sentences that sound good. That's enough. Yeah, that's fair. She puts this letter that she has written. Well, it's, it, the letter, I didn't write down what it said, but essentially it's like, oh, I hope you feel better. Uh, and I'm gonna be cheering for you in your game. Uh, this will be the last game he plays as a middle schooler, so... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, pretty soon he's gonna end up in the Farmer's League. That's some more soccer slang. Oh! The Farmer's League is basically, uh... Like, a few steps below Pro League is basically just a place to nurture players until they're ready for the big shots. Oh! That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, so it's like C tier, you know? Yeah. Honestly, when you refer to it as something like a farmer league, it sounds like it's a much lower than that. It's like when you... It made me immediately think of when just a bunch of dads get together to play baseball. That's in a league. club league, which is its own thing with actual tournaments and some media coverage in Europe. Oh. That's still much higher than I was thinking. Uh, oh, no. Uh, the Europeans are just obsessed with football. That's fair. But yeah, it's called a farmer's uh, league because you raise the uh, players like crops. Huh. Yeah, so just, you know, huh. throw some fertilizer and water on Fuji P and <laughs> ten months later he's ready to join the minnows. Yes, exactly. We also see Honaka just being really sad. Uh, as Nagisa has to school to go deliver this present, that she isn't able to help Nagisa. Like, Honoka throughout this entire episode is just like, I need to help Nagisa. I need to help her with this problem that she's having. She's always been there for me. Why can't I do this one thing for her? And I'm like, Honoka, it's okay. <laughs> she just loves Nagisa so much. Mm-hmm. We see that Yue has finished the amulets, and, uh... They head over to the field where there's more soccer going on. 
And they call over that boy. And Yue uh, hands over the amulet and says, Oh, you know, this is uh, the luck charm so you can heal up. So you're ready to play. Uh, and then she says lines from the letter that Nagisa wrote. Like literally all of the exact same words that Nagisa wrote down. Yes. And Nagisa... <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, like, that is the epitome of social anxiety. Like rehearsing what you're going to say slash writing down something only have someone else say it like right before <laughs> like I would also run away at the speed of sound you know you know I got places to go gotta follow that rainbow <laughs> yeah it has to it has to suck so much and now I said it just takes off and they both call after her but Yue's like well now that I'm here I'm gonna confess to Fuji P and we don't get to know what he says. I'm not gonna lie, I'm rooting for UA in this situation. I am also rooting for UA. Yeah! Like, like, e- like, even putting aside Nagisa Honoka, like, y- you have to be willing to reach out for what you want if you want to have it. Like, as rude as this is gonna sound, and like, I hope no one takes this the wrong way, but if you're not willing to say anything or be willing to, like, fight, in even an abstract sense for what you want, you don't really deserve it. That sounds mm. like a horrible way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The sentiment that makes sense. Yeah. We see Honoka go looking for Nagisa because she's determined to help her. As Nagisa is back at that uh, riverbed, ripping up the letter. With a... Is school over? Or... <laughs> I guess they waited until after school, or else oh, Nisa has just ditched school. <laughs> that sounds in character for what's going on. Yeah. Well, if it's at soccer practice, it might be after school. I mean, it could be preschool soccer practice. Uh, it mm-hmm. uh, A lot of the sports teams I was either on or knew people on, they had a lot of morning practices, like half the day's morning, half the day's afternoon, and if they were really good sl- slash expecting to make it far in the championships, both before and after school. Mm. I think school started way too early around where I was for that to be feasible. For me, school started around 8, so we started practice around 6.30. Oh. That's far too early. Yeah. You have to put in the work if you want to make it to States. I never did any sports or pay attention to sports outside. Because I was in marching band, so, like, we would perform at uh, the uh, football games, uh, home football games. But, uh, uh, yeah, the only practice I had for, like, stuff like that was after school. I would actually go back to school for it. We would, like, practice till, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night for marching band. That's some real dedication. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we competed uh, and stuff, so, you know. I mean, we only did it once a once a week, I believe. I don't remember. It's been a while since I was in high school. <laughs> I feel like it was once or twice a week. It wasn't like every day. Uh, at, well, we had we had band camp during the summer. Then during the school year, we would only rehearse like a couple times. This is not about band. No, this is about uh, Mr. Gertrude showing up to fight a bunch of middle schoolers. But no, it's, it's the sad lady. It's Regine. It's been several days since I watched this episode. It's been... It's understandable. Three so, hours since uh, I watched this episode. <laughs> uh, Miss Gertrude shows up. Yes. She does this thing where they've done this before, where 
she doesn't understand what Belze was saying, and she asks Nagisa, what does it mean? How have I changed? In what ways have I changed? Nagisa's just, like, throwing rocks at her. Be like, leave me alone. <laughs> to be fair to the Gertrudes, they might only be, like, four months old at this point, depending <laughs> on how those seed things worked. That's very fair. They, they might, in fact, be more baby than Poland. More well, baby than Poland. That's com- entirely inconceivable. <laughs> then we get this really good seat. I've been saying this a lot. I just, okay, I, I started this saying, oh, this episode was all right. But now I'm like, there are some pretty good scenes during this. Because uh, Honoka runs over to Nagisa as the as Regina approaches Nagisa and just like tackles her down the hill. <laughs> I think she might have tackled the wrong person there. Usually you want to throw, you know, the bad guy off the hill. Yes. And it's transformation time. It's also the time for the audio to become desynced from the video. Oh, yes. So you, you it uh, desynced for you guys too. Yes. yes. God, I, at first I, like, at first I thought, oh, I mean, my, uh, my TV's been a little bit buggy lately, so maybe I'll just switch over to my computer. Nope. So I just watched the last five minutes of this audio list. I oh. had to, I needed audio because I, I listen for dialogue so I can know when to take notes, and I just, it would have been weird to sit here in complete silence trying to take notes. Yeah. I just listen to it desynced, being like, alright, alright. So they start fighting, and it's clear that Nagisa is not her usual self. According to Regine, Nagisa is not her usual self. I mean, she is kind of just sitting there, kind of crying as everything's happening around her. Yeah. (laughs) And the other two, like, Meeple and... Honoka, like, you know, concentrate. You gotta, like, focus on this fight. She starts fighting White, because White's trying to protect Nagisa. My notes, I left off in the middle of a sentence. Oh, no, I didn't leave off in the middle of a sentence. Sorry, I pushed the sentence to the next line. She fights Kira White, and then goes to hurt Nagisa, who's kind of just, like, on the ground. But Honoka takes the blow for her instead. And Eugene's like, oh, this is your partner. But Nagisa gets really mad and starts fighting her, like, starts just punching so much. Nagisa goes sicko mode. Yeah. And this eventually leads to Poland sending them the Fitbits. And we get a return of Poland being able to do this. Pretty cool. From, uh, (laughs) from... Miles away, because he's still in Nagisa's bedroom, but he's able to send it to them where they yeah. are. Literally last episode, I was like, hey, remember when he did that and didn't have to throw himself <laughs> down a sewer to do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe, he's still he, maybe, maybe he can't go through concrete. Like, maybe, maybe that's his, like, lead kryptonite thing. Hmm. Uh, I guess. It's possible. The other two times he's done it from a distance, he has, has been, like, open area. You might be right. I'd believe it. Haha, I'm the ultimate Pretty Cure fan. Oh no. Now we can never let you back on our podcast or else you'll make us look bad. Your praise only gives me more power. Oh no! <laughs> so they use Rainbow Storm and they beat the sad lady. Then Honoka hands the gift back to Nagisa. And this episode ends a little weird because, like, I understand what she's trying to do she's like oh let's go home and i'm gonna make you some stew and we never get 
any anything resolved with Fuji P? Because that's not what's important. What's important is Nagisa being okay. Yes, and that's it. Well, next episode we might get a resolution for the crush because during the preview, there's more talk about confessing to Fuji P. And it's also Christmas. Yeah, I can't believe we're going to have to wait, like, two months before we can <laughs> do the next episode. <laughs> well, that just means you can uh, power through season one of Ben 10. Yeah, we can. By the way, can I, can I guest on the season two premiere of Ben 10? Because I have that entire episode memorized. Sure. All right. You're going to have to fight Silva. Oh. See, not only am I the strongest Pretty Cure fan, I am also the most powerful Ben 10 fan. <laughs> hmm. I'm not a dog in that fight, but I don't know how much of a fan Silva is. Yeah, Silva did ask to just come on for every single Ben 10 episode. <laughs> Alright, so do y'all have any ending bits? I can't remember. We've been recording for like five hours and my brain is fried. We do! It's time for... I mean, sometimes we just talk, we ramble, we'll be like, oh, what did you think of the episode? Or, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, Thank you. No problem. Although, this honestly was probably one of my favorite episodes. Like, even, like, this to me is kind of, to me there are two types of Pretty Cure episodes that I really like. Either these sort of sad, melancholic ones that's just dealing with interpersonal relationships and they throw the bad guys in there for like a minute at the end just because they need it. Or the full-on goofy ones like the wedding episode. Yes. The wedding episode is pretty good. Big fan of the wedding episode. Yes. And I'm really glad that you got to come on since you're a big fan of our show. Thanks for liking our show. Thanks for making a good show. <laughs> mm, I refuse to believe that's what we do here, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, at, at one point a few episodes ago, you guys just started making wedding plans in the middle of the episode, so I won't argue with you that much. Yeah, no, I, I think Charlie tries to make a really good podcast. It's just I'm here also. <laughs> yes, but I love you. Cassidy, and I couldn't imagine doing this podcast with anyone else. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Alright. It's time for the plugs. Please, plug yourself. Alright, uh, I am cooldownnow at DecadeFan on Twitter, but don't follow me. Uh, I also do a... <laughs> I, I already follow too many people, and if someone follows me, I'm tempted to follow them back, and I also refuse to unfollow people because it just feels rude. I understand. Uh, I, uh, I am the host of a, the podcast Wit and Bridge Girl, where we go through the Stormlight Archives, a fantasy book series that I realized recently has all the trappings of a magical girl genre. Ooh. Yeah. The, Hold on, let me open up the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, the, Are uh, we adding books to it now? I don't see why not. Yeah, I guess uh, we could. These things, these books are thousands of pages long. Yeah, that we don't have to read it to put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, I, I, I forgot that the, I forgot that you don't watch what goes on the list. <laughs> Listen, it's it's been it's been a day. It's been a day and a half. Okay, it's fine. 
You want to give us the name of the show and then the name of the book again? The show is Wit and Bridge Girl, W-I-T-A-N-D-B-R-I-D-G-E-G-I-R-L. God, I hope that was right. I am very dyslexic. It sounded correct. And the book series is The Stormlight Archives. It is a magical girl series because the main characters have fairy companions that give them magical powers and also allow them to transform. And a big part of it is them keeping their powers hidden from everybody else as they fight a person who is basically the Jakku King as the embodiment of, like, hatred. That sounds pretty much like a confirmed. Let me, I'm just gonna... Yeah. I'm going to quickly just remove it from the Toby Determined list and put it right on there. I forgot it's called the Toby Determined list. Toby Determined... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very good Gravity Falls joke. <laughs> I never really got into that. I know I should, but couldn't get... Could, I watched, I've watched episodes here and there. The joke is that there's a guy whose name is Toby Determined. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good joke. That, that's a very good joke. All right. If you want to find us on Twitter, if you want to come guest on the podcast or say words at us, you can find us at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical Underscore Pride, where I do things. I don't know. I just do stuff on Twitter. I don't know what I've been recently doing. Uh, I was doing Fricktober, but I'm not anymore. Uh, and, Frick- and by the time this episode comes out, October will be over. So, and we're not Oima month. Which I'm not doing. <laughs> uh, and if you want to hear more of my voice, you can go listen to Otherware at Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. Or you can go listen to Tabletop Roulette, where I was on the Remember X episodes uh, for the month of October. Uh, you can find that at Tabletop on Twitter. Or you can even go listen to Apex City, where I play Slither the Star on the bo- <laughs> For hindsight, Quad Sage. And I think that's everything I do currently. I can't think of anything else. Cassidy, take it away. I broke the rules and did follow Anna on Twitter just now. Oh no. <laughs> Time to follow you back. <laughs> yes, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do it at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Where I make tweets such as, what if they did a Disney live action reboot of Robin Hood, but... It's like Cats 2019. Oh no. By the way, it is incredibly easy to follow Cassidy because I did it with just one click of a button. Isn't technology amazing, children? Yes. A- anyway, I do other stuff. I do other podcasts. I do Kids and Their Dog, which is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. I also do RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast at RNGGcast on Twitter. I guessed it on some other shows. I'm not going to give the rundown of what they are, but I will say their Twitter ads, uh, such as Loser Like Me at Loser Like Me Pod and the Home for Wayward OCs at Wayward OC Pod. Yeah. I think that's everything I plug. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's everything we do on this podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be our longest episode, but. I won't know until I edit it. So, let's just end this before I say more words and mess them up. <sighs> so until next time. We need your help, Meepo. Popo. God damn it, I was going to say Popo. <laughs> I've, I've been saying Popo for several episodes now. <laughs> no, I was hoping to beat you to it, but my, I just wasn't quick enough on the draw. 
You win. Oh, no. You you also win this round, Cassidy. Ah, uh, you'll just come back to beat me next time. <laughs> In ten years, when you do Splash Stars, I'll beat you then. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping it there. So, Cassidy, now that uh, Charmander's not here, do you want to uh, gossip, I guess, about him? I mean, I don't really have much gossip. Charlie's an open book most of the time. So how's your day been? It's been pretty good. I meant to do editing on a different podcast, and I got half of it done. So that's that. Yeah, editing can be very annoying. I do the editing for my podcast, and I regret, because it just takes so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Of my actively airing podcast, this is the only one I don't edit. Oh wow, you're impressive. So I mean, I ha- one of them only comes out every once a month. <laughs> yes. Anyways, yes. Okay, Hi, Charlie. You're-